Hey everyone, this is Lovely with the Financial Griot. I am actually recording an episode about my first year in building this consulting firm called 1159. And this is going to be a solo episode and I think it's going to be really good for people that are trying to become business owners and as well as maybe you're not trying to become a business owner but you want insight on what it really is to be an entrepreneur and what it is to go after your dreams. And so I'm just going to take a year back for you guys. And first to proxy this, I actually started entrepreneurship since I was about 16. So in a different form. Um, so there's what you call social entrepreneurs. There's there's so many different titles for entrepreneurs. But since I was 16, I watched my mom build businesses. I've also been part of them. And so I've always been entrepreneurial. But I first thought I was going to become a doctor. And then eventually I wanted to have hospitals. So I've always, you know, wanted to build out things. And it took me a long time to accept that identity because I was going through that process of figuring out, hey, who am I? Where am I going? What's next? All these different things. And for a long time, I realized that I did not accept that this is my path until I really accepted it. So what happened was I first started this other company with a group of friends that unfortunately didn't work out, but fortunately it taught me so many different things. And so what I did, I took back some time and said, you know what, I'm going to just keep my business on the side. So it was a side hustle for a while. And I was doing brand strategy for small businesses. And then I started doing it for corporations and I got into learning and development. So I realized that I love teaching. I love learning. And I realized that I would be a great consultant. And so I started to take that fleet of making sure that I understood what industry that I was in. So I worked at a tech company that when I was there was making a couple of million dollars. And then by the time I transitioned out of it was worth over a billion dollars and getting a part of um, getting to be part of that team. Also literally being a leader in that company really transformed who I was as a person. And I, I literally scaled up my expertise and also sell up my experiences. And so I wanted to tell you guys about it, tell you guys about the journey. So the first thing is with entrepreneurship, it exposes you. Like if I, if I can be truly honest with you, I know that you see the yachts on Instagram. I know that you see the freedom that comes with entrepreneurship, but really I am working a lot. And I mean, a lot, God awful hours, but it's for a cause. It's for a reason. It's for a reason. And, and I, and for me, I had to realize that at the end of the day, that the only thing that I could do really well is to be honest with the things that I was facing. And so this first year was different because before I was doing it as a side hustle, it wasn't my main thing um, for a couple of years. It was my main, my main thing at one point, and then it became not my main thing. And now I'm back to it being my main thing. But this time I'm 10 toes down in it. This time it's like what I'm putting every day into. And so I learned some a couple of hard lessons this first year, but I'm going to share them with you in hopes that it gets you to see. And so the first thing is that I had to realize that entrepreneurship exposes the insecurities, exposes the lack of systems that you have in your life. And walking into 2020, um, after you know starting it up in 2019, really getting some clients under my belts again, really taking this serious, I realized that I was afraid to do self-promotion. And mind you, I coach people how to promote their businesses and to use their brand to leverage themselves. And I realized sometimes as a coach and a trainer, it's easier to tell your clients what to do, but then for you to do it yourself. And so it started to expose, expose what I had going on in my heart concerning myself. But 
that was a great thing because now I learned that you can't only teach it, but you have to be it, right? You have to really get into it and really do something about it. And so the next thing was, I literally knew that I needed help. In small business world, especially for black and brown businesses, hiring people are some of the last things that people do because you're afraid of what Pearl's gonna be like, you're afraid of taking the risk. And a lot of time actually stifles your company because you can't take it to the next level yourself. And so I decided that one thing we're gonna do is we're gonna invest in people. Um, business that is not investing in people will not grow to the highest level. People make your business great because they contribute their own expertise, their skill sets. And so we hired two people. And it was um, at a time that I knew that me and my partner had to put capital investment into the business. And so we invested a lot of time, but also financially invested in the business. And that's a risk that we've taken. And you kind of have to hold your breath because you don't know the outcome. But the reason why I kept going was because I'm, I'm betting on myself and the way that I'm giving this my all. And so here I am. This is my first full year doing this in this particular way with 1159. And I realized that the hiring the team was the best decision that I made. And yes, it's a lot of investment. Yes, that we're, we're often stretched in the first year, but it made me realize that I cannot birth out this vision for myself. And even if you're not a business owner, even if you're someone that's just trying to go through nursing school or you're going to medical school, where is your tribe? So I realized that I needed a tribe. And for me, our team is our tribe, right? I always say this to every employee and every contractor, everyone that works for 1159, whether you stay with us for 10 years or whether you only with us for five months, I hope that you learn to be the best version of yourself. I hope that we created an environment for you to be great. And I realized that I actually do have great leadership skills, not um, perfect leadership skills. I could do better in so many areas, but I do realize that I love cultivating teams and people for a greater mission. And so I learned a lot about myself in this first year and we've, we've literally almost invested the premium six figures into our business. And it's because for the long run, I know that I wanna see this come to become what it needs to be. And so what 1159 is, it's a place that businesses, especially entrepreneurs can get mentored in as well as find resources to help them take their idea to scale and to go through the growing process. And what I find that's happening online is people are giving you tactics and quick strategies and they're missing out on the business disciplines that allow for Uber, Facebook, um, Snapchat, Chase, these major companies to exist. Yes, you think about the corporate companies, sometimes we speak of them in such a bad light, not realizing there's a reason why they're monsters, right? There's a reason why they've gotten so big. And I'm afraid that a lot of entrepreneurs want to skip the steps of actually create systems, actually creating processes, and really getting into their ethos of who they are. And they want to skip steps to be on the yacht or to skip steps and be on the, with your, your feet and on a beach all the time. When truly the people that do entrepreneurship well have something that drives them beyond lifestyle only, right? Not saying that lifestyle can't drive you, but it can't be the only factor. And so when I think about creating a, a business and I thought about doing this, I had to realize who am I? What do I want to do? And really design the business around my goals and what I want to bring into the system of the market. And so for a lot of entrepreneurs, I want you to take time and whether you're in your profession, 
to really take time to think through who you are and how does that define you and how are you going to show up because it's going to be taxing. And so that first year, I also realized that I need to be transparent. I made the decisions from the get-go to talk to the team and be transparent and vulnerable. I am not going to lie to my team. I'm not going to tell them everything's okay when I can clearly see things are not yet okay. They will be, but they're not yet okay. I really realized that for you to even be coached or for you to even get better, you have to be able to point to where you're hurting and where you're bleeding. And so when we talked, when we sat down um, the last couple of weeks, we did a company advance or a company year in roundup. We looked back and said, these are the things that we didn't do well. And these are the things that we continue not to do well, we're not going to make it that far. Um, and I had to be honest with myself because I don't want to be that leader that speaks a good game, but does not fulfill. And so for me, I had to address my fallacies and my lack thereof doing certain things because of fear. And the other thing is I had to let go. Um, we had to you know, sever ties with certain clients. We had to transform our business model because I could not, for the sake of the team in the company, continue to do something that no longer was in alignment with where we were going. And so I had to learn quickly that when are you, when you're making a decision, are you making a decision that you're really thinking through about alignment, purpose, and well-being? And I realized that we were holding on to things that no longer served us, no longer was going well with us, and that actually clouded the business. It clouded what we were doing. And so I had to make the decision to let go of things that no longer served us. And one of the other things that I really enjoyed this year was I got to see myself transform and I got to see myself address me as a person, but as well as see the possibility in my eyes, see the possibility of creating something bigger than myself. And I actually got excited again to live. And even today, like I love um, talking to people. I love engaging with people. I love talking about possibility, but man, I love actually the process and journey because I know that it won't stay the same all the always. It won't stay the same always. Like I would say that, I'm gonna say that again, it won't stay the same always. And so when you first start off business, you don't have a guarantee. You don't know that it's gonna work or if it's not gonna work. But what you do know is that if you don't try, if you don't get on the court, you've already failed. And for me, every day is a choice to get on the court. Entrepreneurship, it's like $0 today, $5,000 tomorrow. And so you have to be good at anticipation. You have to be good at projections. And you have to be okay with some months it being at zero. And eventually you find a rhythm. Eventually you find a sequence that works for your company. But if you don't go through the process, you never do. And so I literally got to the point where I was just like, I'm going to be 10 toes down into this. And I'm going to be honest. And those that can be in this process with us, thank you. And those that can no longer, thank you too. Because I think alignment is really important. And I don't want to work with even a client that are not no longer in alignment and don't believe in what we're doing and what our, our accomplishes, what we want to accomplish and what we're capable of accomplishing. And so I got to that point where I just said to myself, nah, no, 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 you're going to do this, but you can't do it the same way anymore. You got to change. And so the other thing with entrepreneurship and business, you need to be willing to change. And one of the biggest things that I do find is that when you're in a new business, even no matter how great your credit score is, no matter how many different things, that banks are weary of new businesses. So you have to figure out how to be um, 
savvy. And what I mean by savvy is preparing for your first year, you have one year of financials that the bank, the bank can look at. And so being investing. And one of the biggest things that I learned that I want to share with learned along the journey in the last couple of years is that if you are an entrepreneur or aspire to be an entrepreneur, but you work at your job, I am not going to tell you to quit. I'm not going to tell you to quickly quit. What I will tell you is prepare. Every dollar is going to matter. Everything that you don't think is going to come up will come up. Um, and I want you to be prepared for that. So don't be too quick to get out your job. Map out a plan and be strategic. And I'm going to do a shameless plug here. We're hosting um, the Entrepreneur Playbook Live in Atlanta, Georgia, May 13th to the 15th in 2022. And if you are aspiring, emerging, established, come, because we're going to talk about the playbooks that help you win in life and business. Some people are winning in business while losing in life. And some people are winning in life, but like your business is not doing too well and you're about to lose in life and business if you don't fix it. And so we want a, an environment to come together to train up people to be the next leaders in their in their market, to be the next people that's pushing envelopes. And we want to have this space and curate the space because it's already too hard for a lot of people, but maybe being with the right connections, right networking can change the trajectory of your business because now you have an idea that you never thought that was possible can come alive because now you have the resources and people that can support you. And so show up. I'm going to make sure that I tell Lawrence to make sure to put this in the show page notes for you. But we want you to show up because we need, we know, and I know that you can't do this business thing alone. I think too many people think solopreneur, 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 not realizing that you need support and you need people to help you along the journey. And I got to the point that there were some days that I asked myself, lovely, do you even really want to do this? Wouldn't it be easier just to get your cush job and your tech companies? Wouldn't it be easier just to go to something that was, you know, um, more reliable? And yes, it would be but that's not what I want to do. And I had to ask myself that question. Um, what am I doing this for? How am I doing it? What is it going to change? How is it moving forward? And I had to realize that one of the biggest things that I could do is to change my mind, um, change my mind on it. And I did that by scaling back. I did that by looking backwards and seeing what I did wrong and how I wanted to move forward. And so I don't want to just go back to doing something anymore. I want to build this thing and make it one of the greatest companies to ever exist. I know that's a pretty big fleet, but in my world, okay, in my world, um, and as well as I want the people that ever work with us, again, no matter how much time they give us, is that they are inspired to live a life by design and live a life of purpose. And I want to be a leader that, you know, owns up to her mistakes, is kind, but it's consistent, it's precise, it's deliberate, I want to be someone that can go through hard times and make a, make decisions. Um, I think when you talk about COVID, for example, running a business during COVID time was very uncertain for us and running it into 2021 was also very uncertain. But what I didn't learn from the process is that there's something amazing coming on the other side of this if I continue. And so when the days were hard or dark, I just wanted to continue. I wanted to do it at whatever cost. Um, because I was willing to pay the price because of what I'm asking God to give back to me. For me, I'm a faith-based person. And so I don't do entrepreneurship in faith. Faith is flooded through every single thing that I do. Um, and the reason for that is because I know that I'm doing this for something bigger than myself. I'm moving into this direction because there's something 
that's going to come out of it for other people. Other people are going to be blessed by it. And I want to lead a company that inspires people to live a life that they they never thought that they could, to use gifting, to use purpose that's stirring within them to then provide for their family, to then provide for a bigger future and a better future. So this is a homage to people that want something different, that feels that the market is missing them, and they want to contribute to the market in a unique and individual way, but collectively coming together to produce something that the market is like, wow, you're amazing. You're doing something amazing for your clients. You're doing something amazing for your customers. And so I want to be a beacon of hope in that way that you don't have to do entrepreneurship slimy. You don't have to do entrepreneurship scammy. You don't have to do entrepreneurship complex. You can have simple systems in place and scale. One of the things that I'm working on is simplifying our company. I don't want us to have all the stuff going on, but I want us to have the right things going on so that we can hit our goals. And um, I wanna do that because I believe in what I'm doing. I wanna do that because I'm assured that we have the gifting and the skill sets in our, in our team to execute on this vision. But there were days that I was like, what, is this even worth it? Um, you're stretched thin. You don't have enough in the beginning. Your resources are mints, but it's meant there to teach you how to be resourceful. I had to realize that that was teaching me how to be resourceful. And do you want it bad enough or are you just going to quit? I used to have early in my 20s this habit of quitting. Got too hard quitting. Didn't make sense. Quit. Move on. And I think what it didn't teach me is perseverance. And now I have a spirit that is persevering. I will go through these obstacles. I will face them with courage. I will face them knowing that I am more than able because of what God can do through me, not through my own strength, but because of what God can do, do through me that it's going to make a difference. And so the first year, it was hard, but I, we're going onto the second year with our team. We're going into more understanding. We're going with it with more stride, with more confidence. And I hope to tell you this in the long run, that you have more than enough than you think. I have so much tools now. I have tools on top of tools, but the question is, am I gonna use them, right? Just got a new phone to do recordings. I better be recording. Um, I gotta do what I need to do so that we can make it to the next level. And the only way to do that, the only way to do that is by literally being consistent and showing up when it doesn't make sense to other people or showing up in the capacity that is worthwhile. And I'm sharing my entrepreneurial journey for the first year because I want you to know this is not my first rodeo, but this is a different rodeo because I'm more confident and more assured that when you quit, you don't even get the option to do something different. When you quit, you don't even see if this was even going to become something because you're too easily getting off of the road. And so I want to share with more people the possibility, but I want to tell you that it's not always easy. It definitely isn't always easy. If it was, everybody would do it. But I would say that if you have a strong pull or you feel a strong call to do this, then understand that you must be willing to give it your all. You're not going to build a company that essentially makes millions of dollars by guessing. You do it with repetition. You do it with vigor. You do it with consistency. And I want more people to know that no matter where you start, that you have to keep trying new things, be willing to innovate. Don't let the company just die on your hands. 
but innovate. If something's not working, try something else. And a lot of times we're waiting for things to be perfect. A lot of times we're waiting for things to make sense to other people, but you need to try. Um, entrepreneurship is about tasting. Entrepreneurship is really about tasting. Tasting possibility, tasting what's possible by trying new things and being okay and willing to try new things. I don't want anybody to come and listen to this and says, oh, Lovelies knows everything. I don't know everything. I'm trying. I am putting in work, <laughs> like work. I am literally putting in work because I want to believe and, and trust that the process is going to be worth it. And so that was my, my first year. Like, guys, it was kicking. I know, let I me mean, not say guys, people, friends, all the listeners. Um, it was difficult. It was a wonder. It was, am I doing the right thing? Am I showing up the right way? Can I not do things better? And I had to learn. That's what I was doing. I literally had to learn. So I want you to know that learning, the learning curve, the ability to do something good comes from consistency. So that's the first year. I don't want to keep you too long, but I want you to understand and know that no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're trying, that is going to require a lot of work and reflection. And so I'll share with you what I'm doing differently before I end the podcast, because I think it's really important. I'm doing things differently by setting out expectations for myself, my team in a very measurable way, which means we're either making 1% progress every day or we're not making progress. Totally fine if we're not making progress, that means we need to change something. And what I mean by totally fine, it's not like totally fine, like, oh, things are fine. It's more so things are going to be fine if we make the progress. And so for me, um, measurable goals is really gonna be really what I'm focusing on. So I've been working on systems, working on placing systems with the team so that we can make better decisions, finding a hub, finding locations of information, we're really putting in the bricks for what we're preparing ourselves for influx. We're preparing our flux for abundance. We're preparing our, ourselves for more than enough. And the way that we do that is to prepare the foundation of the company to be better. So a lot of foundational work. And for marketing, we're going to be more, be more on. Um, people won't know about you if you're not talking. People won't know anything about you if you're hiding. So we don't want to be the best kept secret. We want to be known and work through with more, more, more people. Um, and the only way that we do that is by showing up and people can watch our um, us grow as a company. So I'm really happy to let everyone know that right now there are a lot of things that you can get help from. I'll be sharing so much in the coming days and well, the coming weeks, I'm sorry, on the podcast as well, maybe doing an additional episode on just how to get more resources as an entrepreneur. But I want you to say, be scrappy, be flexible. Um, and moving forward, we're just going to keep pushing and trying new things and measuring them as, along the way. I don't want any of you guys to think that it's an easy one, two, three thing, but just understand that we have the possibility to change our narratives. And the only way that we can continue doing that is by showing up in a better way. And so I hope that this inspires you. I hope it gives you motivation to do something different. I hope that it allows you to realize that you are more than capable of trying 
but you have to be willing to start. You can, if not, if you didn't start, there's just no way that you're going to make it to the next level. So that was year one for 1159. I hope that it helps you give you reflection of what you should do, shouldn't do. And I hope it helps you see things differently. And that's a wrap for me. Thank you for listening to the Financial Griot Podcast, powered by the Wealth Builders Collective.